the Chinese digital users, they have quite different behavior from the global. So that's why we use a lot our WeChat ecosystem and mini program profile to bridge the gap from the access from our WeChat user base to our website. Hello and a very warm welcome to this, our second series of transformation stories from the award-winning Valtech Cafe. Last year, we spoke to more than 25 global brands and industry experts about their experiences of digital transformation, and this series is no different. From airlines to retailers, manufacturers to healthcare companies, this is a podcast series that strips away the digital buzzwords and challenges what we all thought we knew about our industry covering topics from the circular economy to customer experience, emerging tech to composable architectures. We're removing the filters and getting to the bottom of what's really going on in digital today. I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to the podcast. Today's interview tackles the challenge of complexity within the digital sphere. How can you market a product of huge potential to an audience who have differing levels of understanding of its existence? From mobility to construction to the energy sector, this is a technology and product that has huge sustainability impact, but low brand awareness. Add into the equation that this all sits alongside an expansion of the digital marketing presence into the Chinese ecosystem, with the creation of a digital content hub and all of the complexities that exist within it. To tell us more about this elusive product and the challenges they're working to solve, I'm joined by senior marketing analysts Mauricio Masano and Jessica Chen from CBMM, the world's leading supplier of Niobium products and technology. Fully integrated from the Brazil Arusha industrial plant to the final products to more than 40 countries and global destinations, CBMM also provides expert technical assistance to customers around the globe. So Mauricio and Jessica, a very warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to join you. Thank you. Okay, let's set some context. First of all, as ever on this podcast, can you tell us a little bit more about yourselves and your roles at CBMM? And then, of course, some more information for those who don't know anything about Niobium. Okay, I'm more involved with the global digital activities of CBMM in terms of the Niobium to disseminate Niobium applications to our main markets. And I'll let Jessica explained her position here within, within the marketing team. So hi, I'm Jessica. So today I'm responsible for the China digital marketing activation. So bringing the Niobium applications benefits awareness to the Chinese market and audience. Yes, this is my role today. Perfect. Thanks. And can you tell us more about Niobium? What is this product that I certainly didn't know much about until we had our introductory call? Oh, that's great. We've been facing this kind of situation before. <laughs> <laughs> Niobium is a metal. It's mainly used in the steel industry, but over the past years, it has been showing great results also in the non-steel industry, mainly in the energy sector with good results for it to be used in as cathode and anode materials for the new generation of lithium-ion batteries, mainly to the mobility sector. So huge potential, as we said in the introduction. Now it would be great if you could tell us a little bit more about CBMM. So what do you guys do there? 
Yeah, so CBMM was founded more than 60 years ago in the state of Minas Gerais, southeastern Brazil. So CBMM is the global leader, as you mentioned before, for the development and commercialization of niobium products and technology. So today we serve more than 400 customers in over 40 countries. So more than products, we share with the world our expertise in transforming materials into smarter solutions that can help to build more sustainable, efficient future for everyone through Niobium technology, communication platforms and channels. Okay, perfect. And I want to go into a little bit more detail of all of those applications now as well, before we start talking about the digital challenges that you've been having. So let's go further into those. In the context of mobility, construction, the energy sector, there are so many different applications for Niobium, aren't there? What are the implications for brands' sustainability objectives, would you say? If I have to summarize Niobium in a very concise way, uh, I'd say Niobium transforms materials, and that's the main core of all our communication. But communicating how and why this transformation can benefit many sectors is the focus of our digital initiatives. So we need to look at this transformation of materials through many perspectives as, as well. And the steel industry, as I mentioned, is the main business. Niobium plays a key role in increasing the thermomechanical properties of steel, which makes it stronger tougher and more formable. And the main benefits of that are that due to these increased properties, construction projects require less materials. It shortens time to wreck buildings, requires smaller construction sites. Contractors can have less waste and lower associated costs, for example. And the bottom line is a, lo a lower overall carbon footprint in the entire construction chain. Another market that's very important for us also is the automotive industry. Because this increasing of properties leads to lighter, safer, more energy efficient vehicles as well. So besides that, as I said, Niobium has been proven to be a great align to technologies that are disrupting the energy sector and enabling the next generation of lithium-ion batteries for electric vehicles, for example. But energy storage is only one side of this coin of Niobium in the energy uh, sector, since there is room for Niobium applications also in technologies in energy generation, just distribution, such as current transformers, smart meters, is a completely new world that we are investigating and uh, engaging more and more. And thinking of case studies, we have many interesting case studies here to promote the use of niobium. I think that the use of steel frame is more and more common worldwide and modern buildings around the world need to count on advanced high-strength steels in which Niobium plays a key role, as before mentioned, by increasing the properties. For example, we have the Citic Tower in China, a traditional Zoom-based-shaped building in Beijing, which is also one of the tallest buildings in the world, or also other cases in highly dense urban areas in which traffic and construction sites are a problem. We have a very good example here in Brazil with the IMS Paulista building, which is a museum located in the busiest neighborhood in Sao Paulo, or even the More Place building, which is located at the heart of London. I think another case study that also connects with the sustainability aspect of Niobium can be the Xtreme E Racing Series, which is a series of electric SUVs in which we have all the cars made out of niobium-containing steel tubes to help bring even more safety to the drivers. 
that are racing in some of the world's harshest terrains and protect the battery as well. So niobium was also the material of choice due to the lower environmental impact of this application since one of the biggest priorities of Extreme E is to raise awareness on the climate change. And thinking of the, the challenges that this is imposing for us, I think it was a no-brainer for us to have a digital environment to host all this technical content that the company has been producing over the decades and the material to promote these new case studies in which we are focusing all our marketing initiatives. So it was a very no-brainer for us to have this environment to create the rich repository of Niobium applications and use it in the marketing campaigns. We're going to go on and talk about that in a lot more detail coming up, which is great. And thank you so much for all of those case studies. Super interesting. And as I mentioned in the introduction, it's evident that Niobium's potential is vast, clearly so many applications, yet there's varying levels of knowledge about it amongst your audience. So how are you approaching the challenge of educating your target audience? And by the sounds of it, it's a very broad target audience. So our goal is to disseminate the benefits of Niobium in multiple application process, focusing on target markets, and also increase the Niobium application benefits awareness to diverse audiences with different level of knowledge that we tackle from the Niobium consumption and application chain. So we work a lot by tailoring messages to each market, currently in construction, mobility, and energy sectors, and regions as well. So we base on base on their needs in order to expand knowledge and also support the market growth. So that is why we made the shift and started the digitalization of the Niobium Knowledge Hub into a consolidated and centralized platform where we could make this knowledge and content broader and in a digital way to follow the global digitalization trend and make the knowledge express easily. So the development of a robust Niobium Health infrastructure was the key to enable the storytelling creation for us. So we as marketing team, we could narrow down and create the communication strategy for each of the segments that we are present, as mentioned before. Our main three pillars of application today, so it's mobility, energy, and construction, and for sure there are messages that are transversal and touches with these three main pillars, but, but due to each segment specificity and market needs each of the segment has its own communication strategy and main messages that we want to spread to the audience so for us the main structure is the creation of this niobium hub as a centralized way and a digital way to follow the the trend perfect We'll talk about the the hub in a little bit more detail later, but when we were having our introductory conversations about what we wanted to focus on in this conversation, you mentioned a couple of things that were the really interesting. I think it was you, Mauricio, who said you wanted to work on creating a brand as strong as titanium. <laughs> Tell me more about what you mean about that. I think that what we can understand from that is that since we have an audience with many different levels of understanding of what, what is Niobium, what does Niobium do, historically, CBMM would talk only with the production chain and to create and add value to the product, we understood that we'd also need to communicate with the final users of the Niobium applications. So this is what we always bring as a comparison to Titanium. You don't need to be involved in the materials technology industry to understand that 
Applications containing Titanio are a synonym of strong, but as a long term, we want to create this awareness in the society that Niobium, a product or an application of Niobium, is a synonym of advanced materials technology with a sustainability appeal as well. So Mauricio, when we were just talking just then, Jessica mentioned about the storytelling aspect. And I'm wondering if you can tell us more about that, because it's always incredibly interesting for people to hear more about how you approach storytelling, particularly when you've got three very different target audiences. So how did you go about it? Since Niobium is a quite new brand for us in terms of to communicate globally, the brand models is the BD evolution. And then as a starting point to connect all these three segments, we started looking what could be the convergence point of all these three sectors. And then we got it into the smart cities concept. And the starting point for that would be to create the guidelines to communicate to each one of these sectors. And the starting point also was how to replicate the content, the concept of the BD evolution to and translate it to the segment. So now we have specific model for each one of them. So we have the build the future to the construction industry. We have the power the future to the energy sector and go beyond to mobility. So this is the guidelines for the communications also for the global and for the China audiences. And that's the perfect segue into my next question, which is to add an additional layer of complexity. We're talking about different target audiences, a product that has varying levels of understanding across the market. And also at the same time, you're entering into the Chinese ecosystem, or you've, you've already had a presence in the Chinese market for a long time, but this is about having a digital presence within the market. What were the most notable elements for you as a marketing function? And what were the challenges and opportunities that you faced there with the, uh, the hub? Yeah, so CBMM has partnered with Chinese companies, research institutes and academy for more than 40 years. So China is a very important region for us in terms of business and technical program development. So first of all, the global Niobium tech communication platform was built. So after the infrastructure and all the communication, official communication platforms was finalizing the global side, we saw that we noticed that there was a gap of not having a structured and centralized communication and Niobium platform hub for China due to the specificity of the region, as you know, the language, the user's behavior, and also the technical difficulty, not difficulties, but some limitations that we have. So that is why we decided and we took this as an opportunity to start all the new digital marketing communication in China and focus for China and not the version of a Chinese global Niobium platform. In 2020, we started to map down and understand the digital behavior that the Chinese have, since it's very different from user and companies' perspectives, and also the restrictions and limitations that I mentioned before due to the specificity of the country. So I would say that this was the first challenge that we got, but with the support of Valtech APEC, we could go through this process in a much smoother way. So for the digital marketing activities, first we understood that having a localized materials and more personalized communication platform was needed. So we decided to build the Niobium Tech China from scratch, which is tailor-made to the country. 
and meeting the user behavior and the communication style that the Chinese audience is used to it. So with all the insights that we did on the digital market research, we started to build the website, the Niobium Hub website infrastructure, and also develop it from zero. And also in parallel, we also need to be present the most popular and important platform that is WeChat. So we set up the Niobium Tech account and it's to establish our brand and initiative the communications in China. And together we wanted to build the Niobium brand also in the WeChat whole big ecosystem to make user experience much more seamless. So in the second moment was this year, we started to use the mini program to with the objective to bridge the gap between our official account that is more interactive and routine content to a more technical content intensive from web- website. So this was the main base infrastructure platform building for China digital marketing. I'm interested to know a little bit more about the hub itself. So can you tell us more about the kind of content that's hosted on the hub? The hub from the Chinese website follows the same uh, concept that the one that was developed for the global website. We have from news to white papers and proceedings from the seminars and congress that happened over the past decades. We have a wide range of materials in terms of formats as well. So we have PDF, we have slide decks, we have videos, we have a very different kind of material. So I think also that one of the biggest complexities that we faced when developing this kind of environment was not only the the, the many different f- formats that we have, but also the topics. So we needed to create whole taxonomy and map all the different uh, categories in which each one of these material would be connected to. So the first point is to create a topic and then to create the tags and uh, the keywords for each one of them. So uh, I think this is the kind of materials that we have. Historically, we have more technical materials like white papers and leaflets. And now with this new strategy, to communicate also to the final users. We are developing even more technical briefings with, with a clear and more digested message. Awesome. So a, a brilliant place to direct people to. It's interesting you mentioned about the keywords there, Mauricio, because from, a, from another marketer, I'm interested in how you go about doing your keyword research for a product like Niobium, because I'm assuming people aren't searching for it in the market or are they how did how did you go about that oh that the, here we have like a, a whole world unveiling uh <laughs> busy what is niobium and what does niobium do keywords related to the applications for example fairy uh-huh. steels or martin seed or other very technical words so a big challenge for us is to, to how to understand what are the keywords for every specific uh, material that we are uh, uploading to the hub. So we have like from the Charles Hatchet Award, which is a specific category of content on IABM Hub. For example, we partner with Formula E for um, some seasons, and then we used to have some events at the location. So we have also Formula E, uh, which is a very 
hot topic when people are searching for Niobium. Uh, we have now Xtreme E, we have construction, we have like steel structure, we have stainless steels, we have nanocrystalline <laughs> What you're saying is we'd materials. have to have a completely different podcast just to talk about the keyword yeah. aspect of this project. <laughs> okay, fine. fine. But, but that's, that's challenging because it varies a lot from, from the metallurgy world of keywords to, for example, energy and the different parts that... Uh, a vehicle is made of so like uh, like a pillar b pillar tier one tier two so different worlds collide in in a in a hub just adding one point i think beside this metallurgical and more specific keywords that is tackled from the each segment it's very important uh, for us also to tackle the user perspective uh, keywords so we can build this this kind of niobium technology awareness to a co let's say common people and uh, the persons that are not so technical so we also need to talk about the part like reducing emissions that is more in the mind of the people today. So we need to also take care of the end consumers. So we have a lot of keywords and like, let's say a lot of groups and segments that we need to tackle for, for Niobium. It's a fascinating challenge. I'm slightly uh, glad that I am not involved in that keyword analysis uh, research. So, <laughs> no, come on, Susie. come on, come on. It's a nice because it, it can also take it uh, as an advantage for us to when looking on new new topics to produce new content. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I want to go back to the Chinese uh, version of the hub now, the Naobim Hub that you've created from scratch. You mentioned Jessica. And when we were talking before, you mentioned that there are over 500 items on this hub. So are we talking about migrating or not migrating, but including or replicating every single one of those 500 items that you have on the rest of the global hub? Or did you choose specific pieces of content? How did you go about that? And how did you prioritize what went over to the Chinese version? Yeah, in the first moment, because our website just launched in end of October, so we prioritized the materials that is more uh, interesting to the China market. So we work along together with our commercial team in China and also the program leaders, and they gave us like a guideline of which are the priority of content that we need to launch for China. We uploaded around 80 articles in the first moment, but idea is to have the other important materials from the global hub to China, but also start to create new materials and new content for China. So with the needs from the market and audience, so then we can create also new content to upload in the China Niobium Hub. And how are you sorting that from an organizational perspective? Because now you have two separate hubs to manage and to keep up to date. How do you go about that? Is that relatively easy to do and maintain or have you found challenges along the way? No, because we are not just in the first moment, yes, we are redoing the work to pass the global materials to the Chinese website, but we are not only doing that. Due to the language barrier and the communication style, we did all the localization of the material. So it's not just replicating. Let's say we made more like a personalized way for China. So in the first first moment, we can say that, okay, it's a replicating work, but I don't see 
as that because we are localizing and making the content more friendly to the Chinese user. And then the idea, the, the objective is also to start to create new content focused for China market, like using Chinese partners and using Chinese projects to create new content for this hub and populate it. If I may jump in here, Tizi, I think that also, uh, since we have a very diverse market, the message may vary for each one of the regions. So I think this is part of our strategy also. Since we have it more consolidated right now, the China environment is already set. I think now part of our job is how to create tailor-made content to upload to the hub target to specific regions because the the message may be different. For example, the reality for the construction industry in China may be different for the reality for for some countries in Europe that may be different for the American market as well. So I think this is also part to have tailor-made content also for the different regions. As Mauricio mentioned before, Every project we have, we have a main message, but for China, for example, we have some different perspective to the message approach. So this is the modifications and localization that we make on this kind of content. I think everyone's probably now at a point where they're wondering what the results have been of the hub. So how has your storytelling resonated with your audiences? What has been the feedback? What has been the response? And what have been some of the results that you've seen as a result of this work? It's a still ongoing process, Tizi, to be honest. But we can see that uh, we have been generating nice traffic to the website. I'm saying more specifically on the global side, but I'm pretty sure that Jessica can bring some information regarding the Chinese version. For the global, we've been collecting some leads already, not only related to marketing campaigns, but also organically. So I think this can be seen as a very positive results so far for us since it's a quite new project let's we're saying like in in, in two years of project that is still ongoing jessica i think it should be important for you to bring some feedback from the chinese content yes from chinese niobium hub we as i mentioned we just launched like for two months and we can already see some nice results uh, we are still promoting our website because the chinese audience chinese digital users they have quite different behavior from the global so that's why we use a lot our wechat ecosystem and mini program profile to bridge the gap from the access from our wechat user base to our website so we are using this kind of user journey audience journey to start the traffic to our website but we can say that today our website it's only have like two months but it's going well it's a long-term project and we still need to optimize and make adjustments so some really encouraging early results as you say it's only been a couple of months jessica it's all of those keywords, clearly, that's, uh, that's helping. I'm wondering what's next on the agenda for you all. So what are the future plans for CBMM? And also, you know, what are your personal takeaways from this experience? And what advice would you give others in your situation looking to achieve a similar thing? So for the future plans, we 
since we on 2020 until now we were working on the base of the whole digital marketing activities in China we were working also in the construction of the user base for our initiatives so for the future we want to use this base and narrow down more engagement content to the audience and to target more qualified user for all the Chinese digital platforms and marketing activities. And from the takeaways from this experience to start a marketing digital activities in China is that you really need to be patient and learn and get some good research and partners to understand how the users and companies behave so you can build your own strategy on this particular market. Amrizio, how about you? For the future plans of the global channels, I'd say to increase the message and also to keep producing new material to upload on the hub to make it even more vast to create the value of this main uh, and referenced repository of Niobium information for the world. And in terms of the technical future plans would be to increase the campaigns with the marketing cloud that was set up also with the help of Altec. And the key takeaways from my experience, what I'd say and also recommend for, for people that are working on the digital environment is to have an open mind, be very open to new opportunities, new formats, and be adaptable and also and flexible because it turns very fast, things change very fast. So that is a challenge for us right now because we have so many inputs from so many places, so many different places. I think being curious and flexible uh, as much as you can. Great advice. And thank you again for being part of this podcast. It's been fantastic to speak to you and to hear more about everything that you've been doing at CBMM and the future plans as well. So yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, TZ. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you, TZ. You've been listening to the latest transformation series from Valtech Cafe. Hit subscribe to get access to our whole back catalogue of conversations. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, why not visit us at valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>